Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul Tom Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Brian Chu. He's one of the uh, motor control experts over at Microchip, and we're going to talk about uh, motors and uh, motor control, uh, especially in the area of automotive systems, which is actually a very complicated space. Isn't that right, Brian? Welcome to the show. Hi, Alex and all. Uh, yes, the motor control design can be a challenge to a lot of uh, designers and engineers, especially with the changes uh, nowadays. Uh, a lot of design moving to more sophisticated uh, control, and uh, the drive system requires more features and functions than before. It can be a really uh, challenging design work for a lot of uh, even the seasoned engineers. Well, you know, I believe that completely, Brian, because when, especially when you think of something simple like once upon a time a motor in a car was something like your windshield washer motor, and it had... If you really were lucky, three speeds. In reality, it usually probably only had on and off. A lot of motor systems were like that, single or very simple uh, speed control. And now everything almost seems to have to have variable speeds, and not just for comfort reasons, but also for power management reasons. That becomes really complicated for the designer, doesn't it? Um, yes. So the requirements for the whole motor system becomes higher and higher. It starts from that requires the, to meet the minimum functions. Now they need a performance. For example, they need to be like a high efficient, low noise, and low vibrations. And uh, that can be a real challenge for people who are not familiar with the system design. And uh, today the knowledge of both software and hardware and the systems becomes very critical to designers. Yes. Well, and that's the thing is that it's so, it's such a complicated space today. You've got that's correct. Not all, I'm sorry. And that's correct. You know, and and so, like for example, what in your uh, idea when you start thinking about things like the Internet of Things and where that brushes over into the smart grid and intelligent automotive systems and automotive themselves being part of the Internet of Things. The person expects everything in the car to work like their smartphone nowadays. The seat's got to be perfect. The windshield wipers have to be perfect. All of the running gear's got to work perfectly. If there's a little fold-out stepladder, the, the, the door hatches. And it's the automotive industry, so you've gotta, it, they've got to last for a really long time. And that goes for the control systems as well. How do you address that issue? Well, so today the market trend really goes into like a uh, two or three, actually three different uh, type of uh, designs. Uh, one is uh, based on the uh, customer request, which is the car manufacturer, and those tier one, tier two suppliers. They will give the spec and the, the company start to do the design with uh, the discrete components. And they, they may find the microcontrollers that they need and uh, the whole power system to design. And that usually takes a long time and a lot of uh, fine-tune to make it to work the way they want it. Another way to design is like to bring these, everything into one system. So the standalone uh, high integration approach has been kind of popular for a while because uh, that will reduce the amount of time and the resources from the companies to do the design. Mm -hmm. What we see 
the problem is, for either of the approach, there's a pro and cons. The problem for discrete design is obvious. You have more components to deal with, and uh, it takes really long time. When you have to change to a next platform or next system, you have to restart again. With the high integration design, one problem that we see is you are limited to the resources and you are limited to, for example, the memory size of microcontrollers and for different specification that you are getting, you, you will need a different like a power stage. What we provided today and what I see, the solution to help engineers and the companies to speed up and to meet their um, market window faster is to bring the uh, complete solution by separating the microcontroller and the drive solution. By meaning that is uh, now you are available to select from mid-range of microcontroller to high-end microcontroller based on your needs for the control. So if you only need to um, meet the basic, you can use the mid-range of microcontrollers. With the sophisticated design, you can have a high-end 32-bit or the DSP processor that allows you to do more. And you, you are free to select the peripherals or the memory size you need to, to do the work. And for the other part of the system, which powers the motor and uh, provides the uh, supply to the micro and the subsystem, will give you the uh, power stage. So to us, this, is, this approach actually balances between the high integration and um, the flexibility and the reusability of the um, uh, discrete design. So we think the uh, complete solution that uh, we or any of the um, companies that has knowledge about the motor control and system design is capable of delivering this solution uh, to the industry and give them the um, a quick uh, time to the market um, schedule and uh, complete design at very minimum resource and cost. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, Brian, I really can see the, the value in having it. It has to be scalable and it has to be modular nowadays because even in, in, in the case of uh, systems that in, in, in manufacturers that maybe even be able to move a little quicker, like in a Tier 1 or a Tier 2, changing out something in a subsystem, that they can then uh, just show as an incremental change to the final manufacturer or something. The, the bottom line is is that these are all, it's a big educational effort as well. It's not just simply a case of saying, okay, here's a chip, it does this, this, and this, go do. You have to have a lot of support structure in place. What kind of things do you offer the engineer to help them integrate your parts into their solution? Well, at least that's a really good point. So Microchip offers a lot of different levels of support. So the first level that we offered is the online system. So we have a website. It's www.microchip.com slash motor. That's a design center online. When a user click that web page, they will see a different motor structures, examples. We have a free library of codes, firmware, and we also offer the uh, schematics. People can actually just download. Um, even a Gerber file we provide that people can download and modify to tailor for their needs. Um, so the online is always there 
And Microtree also offer the um, corporate application support, answer questions through email or phone calls. And in every region, we have uh, the motor experts uh, can be contacted through the sales office. And we have uh, like an internal corporate experts that help customers to do design and solve problems. So that's the second layer. So we have uh, the internet that's available. We have uh, the people which uh, helps directly to our customers, and we also have the uh, demo system. So we have hardware that helps customers to start. The starter kit for the motor is available also on the website. You can order online or you can try to um, reach by using the uh, material that I just mentioned to build your own. So those uh, are a quick and uh, direct uh, service that we provide to the users or customers or even the people who just have interest in getting into these uh, applications. Mm-hmm. Well, and then that's the key. You, if, if you can have the best solution in the world. If you don't have the tools to help you implement it, it's pretty much useless to you, correct? That's correct. So, yeah, so our, really our tool is uh, – oh, oh, go ahead, Alex. Go ahead, please. No, no, you, please. You're the guest. Uh, so our board – for example, has like expansion features with additional push buttons or the reprogrammable. So the tool that customer uses that we provide allows customer to add their features and generate more functions for their needs. Exactly, exactly, and that's the that's the key there. Um, well, it's all about the functionality nowadays, right? It's it, it, it's no longer a case where you you want a device to do, you know, the uh, iPod took over the world because it could do one thing well. Now everybody wants a million things done well because smartphones have spoiled them. Yeah, with the functions, that's an interesting subject. Um, It's really hard to find uh, a good set of functions. Sometimes if we offer a lot of functions, the device becomes huge. And uh, it's overkill. Um, some, sometimes if we only offer the minimum functions, it, it's not enough for some customers. Just like uh, the uh, desktop server versus the, the tablet or even a pen. Mm-hmm. Like you, with the example you, you mentioned, a lot of things can be done today with just your smartphone. But uh, still people need to buy the desk station and to work on certain things because of different reasons. For example, they need to be reliable. They need to run faster, and things do get hot. Um, simply for selecting, yep. Yeah, for selecting the uh, uh, the the two combination of the chips, we try to scale up and down and to make it flexible, so it will not overkill for certain project, and will maintain the just enough functions and feature sets for your design. Excellent. Well, hey. Brian, I'd love to chat longer, but unfortunately, we do have a finite time for the podcast. But what I always like to do is give my guests the opportunity to have the last word. So what uh, final advice or insight or tips or anything you want to leave our audience with before we close out the episode? Well, I think when we start design a new project for the motor controls, and just to pay a little bit of attention on the details to find what's the reusability and the flexibility the solution provider 
can give it to you with the, the broad range of the microcontrollers and analog content that can bring both sides together. And uh, that, that would be something really helpful for long term um, to develop based on that. Uh, because uh, when I see the increasing number of motors in a system or in cars in today's world, um, I do see the uh, potential to have more and more um, products that have been built by our customers in the, in the automation field. Um, so that's some, something I would try to uh, suggest a designer to pay a little bit of attention, not just for the project that they are working on and for the future expansion. Well, and that's also very good uh, advice as well, Brian. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on to the show because, well, as we're, as we're both acknowledging, you know, it's getting more and more complicated and the solutions don't need to be complicated. They need to be highly functional, and there's a difference between the two. Yes, thank you, Alex. Thank you for the opportunity. Oh, pleasure is mine. And I'd also like to thank the audience for taking the time to be with us today. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Tom Power. Have a great day. <laughs>